0: This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. So contact us today by visiting likable.com. All the social all the social ladies, 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 all the social editing, the, social ladies, the, social ladies, the social ladies. Now put your phones up.
1: Welcome to all the social ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin.
0: If it's social then you really should be tweetingless. If it's social then you really could be
1: this You gave them what people say you so serious Cause you're social you're a leader and you're serious. Oh 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 Now, Carrie Kirpin. Hi, everyone, and
0: welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today I am here with my friend, Jessica Williams. Jessica is the Director of Global Innovation Marketing and Analytics at Visa, focused on designing and delivering omni-channel marketing strategies in support of Visa's new product platforms and capabilities to drive customer adoption, consumer (coughs) engagement, and increase product demand. Jessica specializes in utilizing groundbreaking marketing techniques and analytics in delivering innovative payment and technology solutions for Visa's customers. Prior to her current role, she was leading the social and digital analytics at Visa team, focused on measurement across brand, B2B, and corporate marketing. Prior to Visa, Jessica worked at Yahoo and WCG in the Bay Area, serving in her last role as a senior analytics strategist. This girl is all about the analytics. I am so excited to intro her today so she can school us a little bit. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really Excited to be here. Yay. So, Jessica, your Twitter handle, am I correct in that it is Media Metrics Gal? Yeah, that's correct. I knew it because you're all about the metrics and all about the analytics. And I've, I've followed you a long time and really all about results. And tell me a little bit about the story of your career and how you got into this type of position and, and really fell in love with social and analytics.
1: Yeah. So both my undergrad and my graduate degree are in psychology. My graduate degree is actually in forensic psychology. Wow. Um, I yeah, was in New York um, studying at City University and was working um, first at Rikers and then um, at a homeless youth shelter and, you know, just really thought I was going to go into the nonprofit world. However, it was sort of tugging on my heartstrings too much. And I decided because I was really, really good in statistics and my professors had suggested that maybe a job in the business world might be better fit for my skill set. So I luckily got recruited right out of graduate school to work at a company called Evolve24, which was sort of doing social analytics before social analytics was a thing. Wow. Yeah, very, very early on was using Twitter to understand different businesses. And at the time, gamers were really the only ones who were sort of core online using Twitter as a social platform. So we were working with EA Games very early on to do a lot of predictive modeling with to understand um, the likelihood of people buying games and sort of using how many people were talking on Twitter to estimate game sales. And we were able to do it. And, you know, sort of there from there, it blew up. Both at Evolve24 and then I got recruited over to work at Yahoo and then, you know, to WCG be after that.
0: Wow. I know you mentioned you were working in the nonprofit space. You were working at Rikers and you were working at at these different groups and then you were recruited to Evolve 24. Did you put yourself out there in any way to let people know that even though you had a degree in one certain area, you had a core strength in another? Because I think that's very interesting to a lot of our younger listeners or people who are considering a career change or anything along those lines, how that happened for you.
1: Yeah, so I actually was not looking, but what I found is you have a skill set in analytics in any way that you are good with numbers, are good with statistics, anything along that putting that on your resume and in your LinkedIn profile is the best way to get people to look at you. Analytics is such a huge 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 business right now and there are very few people who have the skill set to do it correctly. You know, most marketers or, you know, social strategists or digital strategists, they while may, you know, understand numbers and can work with them, that's not their core skill set and that's not what they want to be focused on. So, you know, I think really if If numbers are your thing, um, that was what got me looked at was the fact that, you know, I had been running a lot of these advanced statistical models and it doesn't even need to be advanced statistics. I mean, I think if you are interested in analytics in any way, it's a core skill set that you have to put on your resume and on your LinkedIn profile and, I mean, it's just a very, very good skill to have yes. that people look at a lot right now. That was what got me in, um, which just having that background. But to make sure that you sort of flaunt your stuff, right? You want yeah. people to know that you can do this, and this is something you would like to have as part of your job.
0: And so you must see the shift. I mean— I- From social being like just a simply, you know, kind of touchy-feely sort of perceived as like all about the community sort of thing to being a little much more focused on metrics, correct? I I assume that like makes your day. You've probably been preaching that for a long time.
1: For a long time. (laughs) And, you know, the the beautiful thing is that I think for a really long time, yeah, you're right. It was all about building community and, you know, you didn't really have to report these metrics up up the food chain up to executives and now you know at least for a global business like visa we spend so much money on social that it is all eyes on social and we really need to be linking this to core business metrics we you no longer like get a pass right? With with social data. And this is something that our executives are laser focused on and something that we really have gotten good at understanding, okay, what are the numbers we need to report and how do we report them so that there's a consistent story and a good story and one that really tells how social is impacting our business. But yeah, I mean, I see it across the board where nobody's really getting a pass on social data anymore.
0: (laughs) So yeah, agreed. It's no, it's no longer do it because other people are doing it and do it because, you know, it's cool. It's, it's You're really, supposed to be there. Right. 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 I mean, this right, is right, right part right. of people's core strategy Right. Now. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So tell me without giving away, you know, too many trade secrets. Tell me how <laughs> Visa does look at measurement of social and how how they are really tracking a return.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really trade secrets. I think we're pretty open about it is that we are always focused on three main things. It's about building the business, so revenue and transactions. It's about building relationships with our customers or our constituents, which for us is governments, issuers, merchants and our our end consumer. And then it's about building the brand. So how do we create long-term value or, you know, loyalty among our customers? So everything that we measure ladders up to one of those. And if it doesn't fit in one of those buckets, we don't – we may collect the data, but we don't report out on it. Maybe something we optimize off of, but um, we would never report it up the food chain. So, you know, we use – metrics that ladder up to each one of those. Of course, marketing mix models um, and MROI for the revenue and transactions, although some of our direct response campaigns can ladder, you know, directly to that. How many people did we, you know, convert or transact with based on you know, our social campaigns. For the building relationships, that one's a little bit more difficult, but we use a lot of social listening for that. So yeah. how are our consumers talking about us, you know, how have we turned, you know, detractors to, you know, our loyalists, how many people, you know, have have really loved the campaign. And then um, for the building the brand, and that's really about engagement with our consumers on social. And then of course our our bigger metrics around Um, awareness of the brand, unaided awareness, you know, do they remember our advertising, and then, um, of course, you know, how many times have you transacted with Visa. So, you know, we measure a sort of interim metrics on social for a lot of these, but certainly we have seen that the more time someone sees a social post and interacts with it, the more time they remember our advertising campaign, the more likely they are to be able to, you know, to to say that they love Visa and then, of course, the long-term value that comes from that. So they're all sort of stepping stones to the bigger picture.
0: And so I would imagine then that the um, transition over time to social being more of not just kind of an organic one-to-one, but a kind of paid advertising medium with Facebook and Twitter and all of the ads coming out has probably benefited, right,
1: overall? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we, we and truth be told are still working to get our community strategy correct. Yeah. We definitely have found that social as an advertising platform is far more effective than, you know, display, than even television in a lot of cases. So we, especially with some of our newer campaigns with Apple Pay and with Visa Checkout where we're, you know, conveying the product benefits, we have found that social is such an effective way to do this um people are really you know going there to get more information about it they're going there to actually transact with you know the the campaigns that we've put out there and you know even things like the right hand rail on facebook <laughs> we've yep. found are so much more effective than any of any of our displays except for, you know, homepage takeovers. So, you know, even as an advertising platform, we're really finding social as, as a, a far more effective use of our money than, you know, some of the ways we, we may have done it in the past.
0: And you, you recently changed roles, right? You are now in a global <laughs> innovation, marketing and analytics leader, correct? I did. Yes. Very. Tell regularly. me about this.
1: What is this, what does this mean? Um, it, so great question. So I've been in analytics my whole career and um I've always sort of worked tangentially with marketing departments, whether at the agency we were working, you know, directly with marketers but always on the analytics side. Um, And in my role at Yahoo and here prior, it was more about designing measurement strategies, really working with the marketing teams to help them understand what to measure, how to measure, and then to optimize based on what we saw. And um, I wanted to sort of stretch my creative legs and move over into actually working on the uh, the marketing side to, you know, use the way use these analytics in a much more effective way. So actually helping to understand how we drive the business based on, on the stuff that I've always been measuring in the past, but sort of handing over to the marketer. So um, in my new role, I am responsible for user activation for some of our new products. So that being Visa Checkout and Apple Pay. So really getting people to understand these new products and then want to use them as we sort of look away from the swipe of the card into these more digital payments
0: that is really exciting Jessica I'm so yeah, really when, did, cool. when did this take place this was pretty recent
1: yeah yeah I moved um the actual transition was November 1st wow. I'm still sort of Wearing two hats um, because obviously there's, you know, a lot to be done on the analytics side. But yeah, it's really exciting. And I feel like there's so many really cool things going on at Visa. And, um, you know, it was just a great opportunity where I get to expand my career a little bit. So I definitely wanted to jump on that.
0: That's wonderful. And so you mentioned a little bit about how prior to this role, you would, you know, kind of serve the marketers data that they could then use and kind of your analytics overall. Tell me a little bit about how you use the insights gained from social data to help drive a social strategy at Visa?
1: Yeah, so we actually do some really, really cool things here. And, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky lucky to work at a brand that um, has leadership that really believes in the, the value and the power of social. And then also, um, of course, that we get the budget to do some of these very cool right. things. So most recently we, and I presented on this uh, at a conference not too long ago, and it, it um, was Got a great accord to it. So, we basically use social to inform a lot of our marketing strategy. So, we have found that social data is so informative of our segments that maybe we don't know as much about as we thought we did. So, you know, in the past, we've done these huge traditional research projects where we'll get focus groups and surveys and all these things around our main audiences, which are the affluent, the prepaid audience, you know, the the mass consumer, millennials, those types. But, I mean, there are a lot of times when we don't have the luxury of of three or four months to learn about these audiences and do all of these studies and then analyze the results. So last year, we um, got this new charter to help to use social data to inform some marketing strategies for new audiences like developers and small business owners. So we were able to identify developers and small business owners on social using their Twitter bios. So people in their Twitter bios saying I run a small business and then the same thing you know developers talking about who they are in their Twitter bios and basically we pulled all of these people into a separate database and now we have these sort of always on databases where we can pull insights you know, on our segments to inform our marketing strategy. So, what are small business owners talking about today? You know, what's top of mind for them? How can we create content that really, you know, dives deep into what they care about, what they're passionate about? And we really use this to totally change our strategy. We found for small business owners, they really have a lot to say. They want to be the hero of the content. They've you know worked so hard their whole lives to create this business, and now they want to help others. Yep. And so, rather than you know, our first strategy was about how can Visa Help you, and instead we totally turned it on our head and basically gave small business owners, you know, a, a video camera or you know a, a camera, and just told them like, tell us your story and tell us what you would say to other small business owners who are just starting out. And we use this content on LinkedIn. It, you know, drove engagement through the roof. We got so much positive accolades, you know, in the comments. We acquired, you know, something like 10,000 new business owners on our LinkedIn page. So it was really not even about using social to measure, but actually using social to inform um, our marketing strategy. And it's worked like a charm. And we know when there's conferences that maybe weren't on our radar because we can see those hashtags, you know, go through the roof within this audience. And then we know what keywords to bid on, which of course becomes a really efficient and um, effective way to use our money. So I feel like social has really become this um, data source that we use all throughout our marketing framework rather than just being something that we measure with, which is how we were using it for, for a very long period of time.
0: I absolutely love that example. That is so cool. And you're so right because you're talking to a small business owner and you're, you're right that, you know, when you work that hard in building a business, it's really about giving back and Yay. what you can share to help others. You know
1: that so
0: well because you haven't yep. built an amazing business
1: Yes, so. <laughs> I try, I try. But <laughs> Maybe it's yes, a small business. That's true, very big that's business. true. No, still a small business. Uh, so <laughs> so
0: tell me, you are very obviously well-versed in marketing measurement. You, you, I'm sure, having worked at Visa and a lot of these places have played with a million different tools. What are your
1: favorite tools out there today? I'm so glad you asked. Yay! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, we have worked with a lot of tools, and um, I'll kind of go through the line. I, I do, I'll say this first and foremost is that there are a lot of instances when the native platform still has the best capabilities for measuring. So, um, there are obviously things that you can get from Facebook Native Analytics that is really difficult to get elsewhere. So, we still find a lot of value in using the native platform. Um, I will highlight my most favorite, favorite tool. And I wouldn't even call it a tool. It's more like a camp, you know, a marketing intelligence platform. It's called Origami Logic. What Origami does is basically take the APIs from all of your native social and digital platforms. So for us, you know right now it's facebook twitter instagram pinterest it's our google analytics it's our double click ad server and they plug in all of the apis so that we can collect all the data from all of these different platforms in one place and then really truly be able to measure our cross platform um, data in one one dashboard so you know for our most recent campaigns with let's say visa checkout can really see, oh, you know we put out some of the same content on Twitter and Facebook, and you know we had a display ad we're really seeing Facebook is driving the most conversions. let's you know take all of our our money out of these other two platforms and really put it into Facebook, or yep. you know we don't see we see this content isn't really working that well, maybe let's try a few of these different things, you know push it back out there, and we see you know transact um Conversions drive through the roof, so it's really been an amazing platform. And we rolled it out globally. We used it during FIFA. It was the first time where we weren't creating PowerPoint reports that look sort of two weeks in the rearview mirror at the data because it needed to be pulled and cleaned and, and all of these things. It's really up to the minute insights and has totally changed the way we do our marketing. Oh, um, yeah, that's it's a good an amazing- tip. Yeah, this is an amazing startup and they work with a lot of big global brands and it's basically a bunch of data scientists that sort of came together and, and figured out how how do we get this real time data thing working and they do an incredible job. So we are just trying to plug literally every data source we have into this platform because it really tells a beautiful data story and you know, we can use these we send our executives live links to dashboards rather than, you know, PowerPoint slides, which they love because as a technology leader, we want to be able to really, you know, say that across the board and, and being able to have real-time data was a huge part of that. Wow. That is very cool. Really cool. And I'll just give one other plug for um, two other tools that I love. We also use NetBase for social listening. NetBase has an a great social listening platform. Um, We do a lot of very in-depth analysis, and they have an an excellent NLP processor, which we found is really difficult to find. A lot of the sentiment is not good with many social platforms, social listening platforms, and NetBases is really top-notch. When you were
0: doing the small business owner project and you were going through the Twitter bios and all that stuff, was there a tool that did
1: that, or did you guys just do that? Yeah, so Sysmos, um, which we also have on board, um, has that ability to search Twitter bios. And amongst other things where, again, I, I think Sysmos has some great functionality that one in particular is really, really attractive to us. So cool. we keep Sysmos on board as well. And then I'll just highlight our agency, WCG, who helped us with that project and has some, you know, internal tools that they've built themselves that also helped us to do some of that.
0: Very, very cool. So these stories are incredible, some of the things <laughs> that you've been able to achieve. So now tell me a little bit about a challenge. What's the biggest challenge that you face in your career today?
1: Um, That is a great question. You know, I was trying to think, and... Honestly, I feel like I've I've heard the challenges at other companies, and I get that a lot of it has to do with budget and maybe people at the top that you know don't understand the power of social. I think for us, the biggest challenge is how do you create really meaningful communities with people when you're a brand like Visa who basically infiltrates ninety nine percent of the population. Yeah. So and who sort of comes with this innate issue of privacy because people automatically think about us as a credit system, which we are not. We are a payments technology platform. You know your, your personal data is all you know about with your banks. Right. So we are simply the technology in which your payments are processed. Yep. However, we really toe a very delicate line on how much people want to be socially connected to Visa and so we really are are working hard right now to figure out you know what are the cultural spaces that visa really makes sense to fit into right and how do we do a better job of getting there and creating more meaningful you know conversations and communities with those people rather than sort of And we still will need to do this. You know, our strategy in the past has really been everybody all the time. And I think what we're trying to do now is really figure out where are those intimate places where Visa should have a voice and can be a thought leader in those spaces and get to those and really, you know, create meaningful, meaningful conversations there.
0: That is quite the challenge. And I I would think that the fact that you are within a regulated industry and an industry that maybe people don't always want to be associated with socially does present some unique challenges for you.
1: Yeah, it absolutely does. And, you know, I think... People are open to hearing. I mean, we do these big sponsorships, right? So, of course, during FIFA and the Olympics and the NFL, we have um, a very wonderful connection with our consumers. But as we're going forward, um, we're becoming more of a, a B2B company as well, right? Like, we need our merchants and our issuers and, you know, local governments to really believe in Visa as well. So, you know, I think we're starting to think through what makes sense from a social and digital strategy for those audiences as well, you know. Consumers, um, absolutely. But we also have to think about these audiences and how do you create meaningful connections with issuers through social and you know with merchants you know through social and digital. So there's definitely a big wide open space for Visa, and I'm and especially now as we move into where the card is not always present right. and Visa as the brand is not always present. So with Apple Pay, you know Apple is the brand. It's not Visa. Right. So how do we still you know make sure that consumers Know, know, and love us, yeah. and connect to us. Yeah, without being so brand forward as we've all, we've always been. So, um, I I I could call them challenges, but I think opportunities is a, is a much better word. Because I think you know we have this great opportunity now to figure out the future of Visa as a brand and future as a digital you know, system.
0: It's very cool and very, very exciting. And so I would ask you, you know, having had a lot of success in your career thus far and grown, uh, really, what is the best advice that you've ever received?
1: Yeah, so um, it's a great question. I think, well, for me as a woman in this industry, I think the best Um, advice I ever received was just to put yourself out there. You know, I go to every networking event that I'm invited to if, you know, I can manage it with my work schedule. I, you know, go to support every Women Who Code event, you know, go to any networking event, whether it be for women or just technology people. I try to go to conferences all the time and really be present at the conferences and not working. I really just want to make connections with anyone and everyone who will let me. I love meeting people, and I feel like even more than, you know, hopefully being very good at my job, that 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 has really helped my career in tremendous ways. It's just knowing people, being present when you're there and not, you know, always on your phone and checking email, even though I know it's very important in today's day and age. But actually... Like in social and digital, creating really meaningful connections with other people in this industry. And then I think the best advice I ever received from my mom, who um, is a meditation therapist, is really to focus on the things that you can control and just let go of the things you can't. And, you know, move forward with those things things that you can control and get, you know, get better at them. And then last, I really think just like taking one day at a time. I know today's world, we all have so many things to get done and just sort of taking it one and checking those boxes one at a time has really been helpful for me.
0: Awesome pieces of advice. And it must be very fun to have a mom who's a meditation therapist. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's
1: very soothing. Yes, if you're stressed (laughs) out, I would imagine that'd be exactly where I would go. (laughs) I love it. It is. It's wonderful. And it was a very stress-free trial. <laughs> I love it. Oh,
0: I love that. And so we heard about the advice that you received. What about advice that you would give? Would you give anything different than what you've kind of learned over the years? Is there anything that you, you've you picked up that would be your own advice along the way?
1: Yeah. I mean, I work with, um, I used to manage a large group of, of people at the agency, and I still stay connected to a lot of them. And I think the You know, the feedback that I always give is to stay very grounded in what you're doing. You know, getting too big for your britches sometimes can be – You know, it can be a detriment and to really just focus on what you're doing, be very good at it, you know, be humble, but definitely ask for what you deserve. I mean, um, I am such an advocate for, you know, asking for raises and asking for more projects and asking, you know, for whatever you need to be very happy in your career. I think, you know, career is such a big part of all of us and it's, you know, becoming a 24 seven job. So you really have to love what you're doing. And I think to make sure that you continue to love what you're doing and get better and, and, progress, uh, is, is always what I'm, I'm talking to them about. And then, you know, like I said, just, just go to events. So, you know, make, make fun of your job, make it part of your social life as well. I love it.
0: Well, Jessica, I really appreciate you being on the show today. And if people want to find you, they should follow
1: you on Twitter absolutely follow me on twitter um you know i'm on linkedin definitely catch me there it's jessica williams of visa and you know i'm i love to meet new people so if you want to grab a cup of coffee if you want to have a chat if you have any questions on social and digital measurement or um, strategy just hit me up and i am i'm am all about that it's really awesome and thank you
0: so much for your pearls of wisdom today i love the tools love yeah. the tool updates for our social ladies
1: today thank you so much for having me You've been listening to all the social ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. Visit likeable.com for more information today.